Well, top of the morning to ya, and happy St. Patty's Day. Mm. <laughs> yep. Hey, it's Steve and Eddie, and we're here at the uh, Crossroads Podcast, and uh, we wish you all a happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, we are uh, Eddie's in green. I'm. I, I don't. I think I've got a little green on. I, I don't know, but well, back in the day, I used to pinch people or something if they didn't have green on. <laughs> That's right. What he did in school. Well, well, I, I thought that we could could bring it about like this today. How about this? Well, there you go. You know, a little Irish jig. Yeah, yeah that's good stuff. So uh, we do hope that you are finding that today is uh, is fun for you. We, we as a family, um, really uh, have gone out uh, of our way to make sure that kind of a kind of a uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, celebration every year. We we. Uh, have a lot of fun with that. I make corned beef and cabbage and potatoes and carrots and a uh, big old feast. We always take a picture with green on. We always Glasses take a picture. and hats. And That's right. This this yeah. year, I've got my mom and dad. They've they've been so jealous the last few years that uh, I think that they finally said, you know what? Enough's enough. Doggone it. We're retired. We're gonna come down and see you, and we're gonna spend, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do St. Patrick's well, you, Day. You with have you. that Irish soda bread. Oh my goodness! That's pretty good stuff. It is so good. So, uh, picked up some Irish soda bread, and uh, and then I had Elijah. We were talking about it, and uh, I, Elijah said, "Well, I think I need to go pick up some more." So he picked up three more loaves yesterday morning. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so the boys enjoy that. They as do. Well. But, they do well. well. You know, on St. Patrick's Day, it, uh, a lot of people. I don't know if they know the history, but. Uh, St. Patrick was English, and he went to uh, bring the gospel to yeah. the Irish, I, yeah. uh, Emerald Isle, if you will. I, I think I, I think that's interesting, actually. And and we have been to Dublin, and St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dublin is a Protestant church. It's not Catholic. Is that right? <laughs> it just kind of it's it, it, it just kind of surprises you. Yeah. And then they have something sacred there in a museum called the Book of Kell. It was a an ancient translation of the scripture. I mean, way back wow. St. Patrick's Day. So wow. I've seen that. It's kind of it's well, kind of cool. It is really neat to know that it's such a celebration of missions. Quite honestly. Well, actually, it, it's in the gospel. To right? me, it, it, a lot of people don't see it that way. But to me, it is a it's a it's a Christian holiday. Absolutely. <laughs> of yeah. course, it's it, of course, it, it pales in comparison to Correct. Um, Easter, but right. you know, in Chicago, they the Chicago River they turn it green, and uh, a lot of them uh, their celebration is not taking communion, but no, no, it's with Guinness or uh, <laughs> with a with the brew. That's their big deal, you know. But uh, as, as I I know I know some guys get carried away on the, watching chick flicks, but I love Titanic. I, I loved it for the fact that when Jack was up there with the rich folks and they were making fun of him and looking down on him, yes, uh, he took the girl and they went down to steering and steerage where the, the Irish were and they were dancing the jig and having a big they party. They were having a great time and everybody up, upstairs were all so stuffy they couldn't. Uh, oh, well, I tell they you couldn't what, tie their the, shoes. The, so stiff. the Irish, uh, they're we've been to Ireland. They're friendly. They're they're a lot more friendly than any other place I've ever been. Actually, they bring you in like your family and whatever. They tell you, 
I know a lot of people can trace their roots back there. Uh, our family or Diane's family can. I, I'm ashamed to say we're English. I'm not real nuts about the English, but <laughs> I'm a little arrogant. But uh, now on my mom's side, there were some Irish. Uh-huh. But, but Diana's family can trace it back all the way to Scotland, actually. And they, of course, I hate to admit this, but they were McGregor's. They were troublemakers, and the English run them off. And they went to Ireland, hooked up with them Irish women, and had babies, and come over here and changed their name to McGrew. But uh, it's, a, it's an interesting story. Yeah. Well, it's... Uh it's quite awesome, and, and I, I, I just look forward to celebrating it every year. And and uh, it's not it's good that we we like corned beef and cabbage, so that's always a help. Uh, of course, if I didn't do corned beef, I guess I could do a, a ham shank yeah, or something like corn, that. I love cabbage too, though. Oh, oh it's goodness. you should you know smell them? you should smell it at the house right I, now. Yeah, yeah. So I tell you, somebody else eats a lot of cabbage is the Russians. No, they're yeah. big into cabbage. This is true. Yeah, they eat a lot of cabbage. This so. is true. Well, uh, we are glad that you're here with us here on uh, St. Patty's Day, and um, we hope that uh, you're feeling a little lucky uh, today, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Yeah. But we are, in all seriousness, uh, so glad to be able to be here to to help spread the gospel through uh, good words about Jesus Christ and and all that He has in store. Uh, for our lives as we put our trust in Him. So um, we're going to have a word of prayer, and we're going to get jumping right into this uh, time together. And uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the love that you have for us. And I pray that you will reside over this podcast. I pray that you will reside over both Eddie and I as we speak, that uh, we bring truth and and uh, you bring a peace about this um, this podcast today, that, that those that hear it, Lord, it will be blessed for you. Because, Lord, uh, Satan is trying to attack the homes, and he's trying to destroy. And so even this podcast, he wants to derail. So we just claim it in the name of Jesus Christ right now, and we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, and you need to get away. So uh, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here today. And we just claim it now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, the title, the title of your message was "Can Faith Be Found at Your House," uh, and uh, and more directly, your home. I think sometimes that that uh, our house, yes, for sure. And you speak about that uh, inside the message, but uh, of course, our home, uh, where we are, where we reside. Talk a little bit about that here today, Pastor. Well, I started out talking about uh, home is is where the real us lives, and uh, I always use that analogy about. We all have a Jekyll Hyde personality. A lot of people don't want to admit that, but it's it's true. And the monster lives at home. That's why I was, as couples getting married, have you seen the monster? And um, a, a lot of them have. I said, well, if you haven't, he's there. He'll come out one of these days and bury his fangs and show his claws, and then you'll you'll see that. But that's, you know, I've always said this for, about children. We who are believers, our children live with us and they watch us and and that's part of i think the difficulty of being parents is what the real you is like mm-hmm. and do you have faith at home uh, i think the downside of that is some families only they only express faith on sunday morning so the rest of the week it's not there it children have to see that 
Yeah. I, and it's tough. I'm, I'm not saying I've been a perfect parent either, but it's, it's, a, it's a tough business. But I think that's a huge responsibility that those kids, they, those, your children need to see that faith at home. Oh, and that's kind of was the question, you know, about the faith at, at your house. You know, it, faith is meant to be an everyday companion, not a weekend guest. In the curriculum of the Christian life, faith is a required course, not an elective. It's something that we, we do. And the question is, where can uh, we most be exposed to the contagious germs of faith? And that is is at home. Yeah. And then I mentioned four homes. You know, uh, Hebrews, um, uh, that's where we're at in, in Hebrews 11. But he, he, the, the writer mentions Isaac's home, and uh, he mentions Jacob's house, and then he mentions... Uh, uh, Joseph's home, and then he mentions um, Moses' Moses, home as right. well, and mm-hmm. down through, especially with those first three, that was passed on from their from their parents, and passed on, and passed on, and passed on, and that's why I said it's interesting about uh, some cultures. It's like in Roots, they had a, uh, an old guy in their vill- in their villages that called a griot, and he. He had all their history recorded in his head, hmm. and he would bring that out. Well, and that's what we should do with with our families as far as faith. Mm-hmm. How faith has got us to this point in life, and what what really matters in in life. So, and we talked about the faith in those four homes. Um, but one of the things about it, as we always talk about in Scripture and uh, as examples, but it, it comes down to how do we apply that in our lives. That's the whole point in, in, in applications. You know, I talked about Moses' parents uh, hiding him. The midwives went against the decree of Pharaoh and hid him in the bush, bulrushes, and Pharaoh's daughter found him, which is all part of God's plan. And it, it goes to show you that God uses unbelievers to bring his plan about. Right. Pharaoh's daughter wasn't a believer, but she right. took that boy and and he he ended up saving Israel. You know, was um, and it was the same way with Jesus and his parents. They took him to Egypt to get away from a maniacal king that wanted to kill him. Um, but you know, it comes down to the question that uh, I asked in the beginning that we all have to answer: Can can faith in Jesus Christ be found in our house? And is it is it in the walls? Um, you know, you think about your family. I've, I had that story or that, that reading from Bob Benson was talking about the laughter in his walls that, you know, your kids aren't home forever. And then one day they're going to be gone. And the memories that's left, what what has the walls of your house soaked up? Has it been love? Has it been faith? Has it been screaming? Has it been fighting? You know, that's, right. the, that's the whole point behind that. So Absolutely. Um, that's... Well, you know, let's put it this way, just real quick. I just want to uh, put a little bit of a an interjection in here. Um, many of us are um, concerned about investment of financial gain. Uh, you know, retirement, um, financial investments, sure. uh, where we 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 will um, monthly or every paycheck or. Whatever, it's a consistency, right? So you consistently put something to try to invest in so that in the future that that, that process will reap its reward mm-hmm. of uh, retirement gained in value. Um, 
if we take that and move that over then to the most important, money will fade away. But the love of Jesus that is shared to our family, purposefully and, and consistently and invested into our children, into our spouse, into our homes, into those walls, um, whether the same walls or whether we've moved a few times, but you know, you get the gist that what those walls are soaking up and how they are a part of that investment, the laughter, the, the, the tears at times, the tears of joy, the tears of sadness. The, but how do you handle uh, the, the completeness that is God that is working in you through Jesus Christ? And that truly is the, the, the question that is, that is being asked through this message. You know, how are you investing in your home life, um, if you, if it's a if if it's a home or a house of decay, and one that you you are trying to build bridges with the community, and yet you come home and you withdraw stuff all the time, and you're taking from people, and you're taking it through anger, you're taking it through um, just treating treating you know non-treatment you know or, or uh, mistreatment um, whatever the case may be um, we encourage you to turn it around and to invest and start with a small investment by just catching your tongue catching catching yourself to say thank you for uh, you know if, you, if whatever it may be but to encourage you to continue to invest in your family well, in that it's the same as on what's on your television screen. That's right. Is what do you allow in your house? You That's know, right. Uh, I think sometimes we get a little lax on that as well. But nonetheless, your kids are learning from that. And sure, they're going to grow up and make up their own mind. But right now, they have a lot of faith in you that you're going to steer them the right direction. They might right. not agree with you but in the beginning. But nonetheless, and say... We're not going to watch this because of this, right? Uh, and and if it's you, just the way that it is. It so a, a great example of this, and I'm like again, I'm not a finger pointer, but I didn't watch it, didn't want to see it, but uh, the Grammys was on. And I, I guess it was just I heard about it was this just too. atrocious yeah. as far as skin and uh, well, violence the, and on and on. The, the, vag the, you, the vagrant um, portrayal of of sex and yeah and, you i mean that that wasn't something little kids should have seen and that's just that's coming from me yeah i just don't I'm, think i'm hearing about it too uh, a 70 year old man either shouldn't have watched it. it and i i didn't but uh, nonetheless it's it's just and uh, satan has a way to make that really attractive like I, i'm sure there's a lot of young people watched it and wanted to watch it because it's music today mm -hmm. but still I, I still don't make it right right <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's a great point I believe that that um, we have got to watch it. You know, of course, outside the home as well, but uh, but definitely inside. You know, be brave, be courageous to to go ahead and grab the remote and turn it off. And even if you're getting grumplings, you know, grumping. Yeah, you know, I mean that's just you just, you just have to say, you know what? There's some things that I'm going to allow into this house. There's some things I will not, yeah. and this is one of them. It it is important um, to continue to stand up and to to be courageous for our family. Uh, many of us would stand in front of a, 
uh, of a bullet that would be headed towards our family. Sure. That's, that's, uh, that's but, a good point. But we yeah. need to also recognize that there are these this spiritual warfare that's coming uh, into our homes, and it's sneaky. And uh, mm-hmm. Satan is very sneaky, and, he, and he's, he's looking to um, very, very uh, certainly coming after your kids. He's coming after your spouse. He's coming after your family. He wants to destroy you. So pay attention, uh, parents and grandparents. Same um, way. You know, yeah. if, if your home hadn't been uh, a type of home where it was, you know, one of love and, and embrace and you've changed since then, um, make that make that choice to that invite, uh, inviting, um, uh, you know, love to, to come in, to bring your family back in and to renew that, to regenerate that that was lost it's never too late well i i think it's it's a beautiful um it's so important that we know that this is a part of our faith walk and the tests mm-hmm. you know that that as you have been talking about this journey we all have them we all have to deal with certain things that come our way and um you know that it takes some time to really uh, pray over your day. It really does. It, yeah. it takes a, a moment uh, to really recognize. Hey, I've got to focus this way. I'm going to be be obedient and consistent. So, well, oh, going going on in Hebrews exactly 11, uh, 24 through 26. Uh, Sunday is is how's the faith of Moses apply to me? And uh, starting out talking about Moses, he, I don't think you know, we talked a little bit before, but. I don't think we can understand that the atmosphere in which he was raised as far as an Egypt and he lived in the lap of luxury yeah, riding if he'd have rode through town in a chariot people would have bowed down or you know uh, it's just it, it, I don't think we can grasp the how well they had it you know we talk about that now that some people seem like it, they have it made but as far as in that world he everything was at its fingertips and that's that's pretty much the life that he lived, and I think it's a life that people yearn for today, like you said before, as far as money is concerned. But that, um, when we took a look at, at, at Moses, at his faith, um, he made three risky decisions that really defined his life and got him out of the comfort zone of Egypt into uh, God's life or God's world, actually. He made he made three three decisions that showed that his faith was uh, alienated from his peers there in Egypt. The first risky decision that he made was he refused to sustain the sinful. He um, and by faith and this is what the scripture says in twenty four through twenty six Hebrews eleven. By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking for to the reward. You know, you 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 picture Moses almost in torment from that, um, wrestling with the tension of embracing who he was in Egypt and then deciding to side with the Hebrews who were slaves, actually. It says uh, um, it was the measure and mature decision of an adult 
something he chose in verse 25 and considered in verse 26. The middle picture in verse 25 is of a fork in the road um, that placed him on the tines of a difficult decision. The road that veered left was paved with golden opportunities to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. The road went off to the right, was potholed with uncertain footing, which would lead him to endure the ill treatment with the people of God. You know, that was his choice of roads. He considered it, but he took the road that God wanted him to take. Right. That was a, He decided to give up that life of luxury to, uh, again, be with uh, his people. The decision we make at crossroads and life will determine whether we end up entombed in some pyramid or elevated to face Hall of Fame. Mm. That was his choice, you yeah. know. Right. Um, and the second risky, risky decision that he made was he determination to leave the familiar. Underlying the economy of words, uh, verse 27 is the wealth of emotion. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen. He, he wasn't concerned about Pharaoh. He was concerned about what God Almighty thought. Moses knew Egypt better than any place on earth. His name was a household word. He knew the buildings. He knew the streets. Yet, by faith, he determined to leave that, all that behind. That decision took backbone, not fearing the wrath of the king. And it took vision, seeing him who is unseen. And then the third decision he made, his risky decision, is willingness to do the unusual. Verse 28 says, By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, so that he who destroyed the firstborn might not touch them. So you think about something unusual for Moses. Here he was raised in Pharaoh's household, best food, best everything. And here he was out sprinkling blood <laughs> over the doorposts of the houses of the Israelites. That, right. that would have been an unusual act for yeah. other Egyptians to see, I am sure. He, uh, God, God asks us uh, to go down an unusual road sometimes, too. And that road uh, is uncertain. It's, sometimes it's precarious, and sometimes it's even frightening. A road that if followed will take us out of our comfort zones into faith right it's you know faith we say that we want it and we have it but it's it's not an easy path to travel because you have to rely on god and not yourself and we are as americans are so self-reliant we think we can take care of everything and do everything ourselves but it it doesn't work that way you know, we have to decide, do we want a monument in Egypt or a reward in heaven? That's, right. That's the, that comes down, that's the bottom line. The decision will determine your destiny. You know, to travel the road of faith means making some pretty risky decisions. Here are some road signs to point, you, point us in the right direction and to keep us on the right path. Number one, to have the discernment it takes to refuse the sinful. Faith must overshadow my feelings. My faith in Christ should be able to help me say no to things that have come up in my life that I want to do that I shouldn't. Two, to have the determination it takes to leave the familiar, faith must be my security, not my surroundings, not right. my money. Right. And then thirdly, to have the discipline it takes to do the unusual, faith must silence my critics. 
And people will tell you that is a crazy thing to do. <laughs> but God has asked me to do it, so regardless of what you say, I'm going to do it anyhow. Um, I had a pastor tell me early in my ministry, he says, the way to silence your critics is be successful. And that's be successful in Christ. Right. You know. Let him lead. Yep, that's it. Moses made three decisions. He refused the sinful. He left the familiar, and he did the unusual. And God asked us to do the same. You know, and that's how the faith of Moses applies to us when we're faced with these same decisions. What decisions will we make, and what you know, what road uh, will we take in our life? You know, it's a passage that uh, we need to memorize or put on the dash of our car, or on our refrigerator, or something where we see every day how God worked in Moses' life and the choices right. that we make. Right. Know, so, yeah, well, it is. Uh... We, you know, I was talking with Josiah yesterday. That's my son, and and uh, you're talking about how he's enjoyed hearing um, you speak of the Old Testament and interrelate it with the the contemporary of today, but also the the New Testament and how it all blends together. He says, you know, I, I haven't thought too much about the Old Testament um, and and how and why. Uh, how it, how the transitioning was had been taken place, and how God was working through uh, His people and and uh, getting it prepared for Jesus, and it was, it was a good conversation, it really was, and um, so I really appreciate this. This is, again, you know, it's like, well, good grief, you know, how does, how can, what what can we learn from Moses for us, you know? Yeah, but exactly. there is, and there are so many things. So, the Bible is uh, living and breathing, and. Uh, we can we can uh, yeah, definitely sure. glean so much as the Holy Spirit allows uh, that to be you know put into mm -hmm. our lives. Yeah, exactly. good stuff. Well, thank you, Pastor, and um, looking forward to that uh, this weekend. And uh, why don't you have a word of prayer for us as we get wrapped in it, wrapping this up? Thank you, God, for your love and your blessing upon us, and letting us be your kids. And Father, I pray for all our homes. I pray faith can be found there. I pray in the nitty-gritty of life when tough decisions have to be made, when crisis arise, or even when a great joyful uh, event happens at our house, that we give you praise and glory for it, and we yes. go to you for guidance and direction. Yes. I pray that for all, all, all the folks, Lord. And I pray that as we think about um, Moses and those three risky decisions that he makes that we're actually forced with every day, I pray that we make the right decision, Lord, that pleases you. and. Allow you, Holy Spirit, to give us guide and direction in our lives. We give you praise and glory, Lord, and I just thank you for loving us and for your great grace and mercy. We mean, may we not take advantage of that. Yes. So we ask all these things in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, uh, Pastor, for uh, giving uh, us your time and uh, uh, spending some time, um, you know, digging a little bit deeper into um, how it pertains to our daily lives and. It's so important to realize that, um, you know, God has so much for us to continue to learn, yeah. no matter what age we are. That's for sure. Um, just to continue to be obedient to Him, to open, open to His leading and guidance. And uh, so, uh, again, thank you. Well, we'd like to wrap this up today, and thank you so much for joining us. And we hope that uh, you have a, a very happy St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And. Um, 
if you feel lighthearted, you might find some Irish music and just get up and dance a little jig. That's so right. That make you feel better. <laughs> it right. gives you happy feet. Happy feet. Does, yeah. Happy feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next week and uh, the processes in which we will go, uh, we'll say goodbye for now. And uh, uh, what is it? To kiss the Blarney Stone or something? Uh, yeah, something. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've never done that, but... People think that I've done it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway. I don't know what the what kind of I don't remember connotation the, of that. The, yeah. The concept behind that. But <laughs> I have been called full of blarney. But, oh, blarney. Yeah. Baloney. Yeah. Blarney. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Well, on that we will end. We'll see you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.